Last time on Low Earth Orbit. Device 6 is a new iOS game by indie game developer Samogo. When I was when I looked at it on the store, I was looking at the screenshots, and when I first started the game, there's like this, you know, 60s like James Bond-esque kind of intro. Um, but it, it definitely made me think it was going to be like a James Bond game, which it is not. This week on Low Earth Orbit, we talk about Codename Cygnus. Is your earpiece working properly, Agent? Though I'm sure your amorous involvements would no doubt entertain me, I'm afraid we'll need to cut things short. I'm connecting you with Alexander at Cygnus HQ. Welcome to Low Earth Orbit. This is episode 18. I'm Scott Stevenson. I'm Steve Marmon. I'm Justin Voss. And this week we're talking about Codename Cygnus. This is a iOS game from an indie developer called Reactive Studios. It was started initially with a Kickstarter project, which was funded in August 2013. And... Uh, we ran across it and we thought it might be kind of fun to review on the the heels of our Device 6 review because there's some similarities to that. There's quite a number of voice actors, but a couple of the highlights was the uh, was Rob Wythoff, who did the voice for John Marston in Red Dead Redemption. Uh, there's also Sarah Elmelea from Gone Home and Logan Cunningham from Bastion. Uh, and there's probably more because there's quite a few... Yeah, you know, there's I think about 25 voice actors, uh, so that that's that's part of the character. You know, they they bring the character of the of the game. You know, at a, at a high level, it's sort of billed as a kind of a radio drama crossed with a choose your own adventure. So you're you're presented with some of the audio. You know, they're basically describing the scene to you, or the other characters are describing the scene to you. And at key moments, you get to choose. Well, am I going to be bold in this case? Am I going to be secretive? And the way you interact with the game is you actually just speak your answer. So the, one of the characters will prompt you, would you like to act bold and stab somebody? Or would you like to be secretive and slip something into their drink? And the entire milieu is sort of a James Bond kind of theme. Um, so, Steve, what do you think? Well, so it's interesting that we reviewed this so soon after Device 6 because, like, you know, actually, maybe because I played Device 6 so recently... I really was underwhelmed by Codename Cygnus. Um, I mean, to start with, the graphics are very sort of uh, kind of uh, sloppy and Android-y. Like when you're downloading a mission, it says downloading, and then there's a parenthesis with the percentage. But there's no space between the G of downloading and the open parenthesis for the percentage. And it, the UI is just sort of rife with those kinds of like really sloppy, you know, like mistakes. But, like to, but to clarify, that's not... You don't interact with the game directly using the UI. You're always speaking your answers. Well, you can interact with the game UI if you want. You can tap your answers instead. Right. Um, but, I mean, just from the outset, you know, you're like, there's terrible banding and, like, these overwrought shadows. And, I don't know, like, the the UI was like, I don't know, it kind of gave me a sort of a very poor sort of initial taste. And then once I got into the game itself, I really felt like the actual premise of the game just was fundamentally flawed. You know, I'm listening to this radio drama. And I think the great thing about radio is you can do it while you're doing other things. But you can't really do anything else while you're playing Codename Cygnus because you have to constantly stop and provide sort of input, you know, sort of for this choose-your-own-adventure style. So do you want to proceed by being athletic or clever? And so I had to sit there, and I, had, I can either look at the really ugly UI 
and you notice even more flaws, like issues with the way that some of the glyphs are rendered and things like that. Or I can not look at my screen and just, you know, try and do something else, but then interrupted constantly by all the sort of choices I need to make. So I, I didn't really know what to like, you know, <laughs> what the, you know, like, and, and you end up waiting so much because, you know, they're talking, 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 and then they, they tell you, you know, you know, they present you with your options and then you can choose them. And then there's, you know, it's just enough of a pace. You can't really do anything else in the, in the meantime. And maybe that would all be okay if it was really a choose your own adventure. But the thing is, you can't actually affect the outcome. You can sort of like change the flavor of the game, like whether you want to be bold or charismatic or whatever at any one time. To greet your mark, you can either do it with a wink if you're charismatic or give a typical hello if you're focused. Charismatic or focused. But you're always going to end the same result. So it felt like I wasn't really, like, didn't really have any sort of, like, you know, there was no, there was no peril. I wasn't going to, like, ever lose the mission. Or I was never going to, like, I was never going to die or anything like that. Like, and the story's going to go on, you know, no matter what. And these choices are just sort of, like, make me feel like I'm more engaged, maybe. But I, I didn't feel very engaged. And, and I don't know, the story itself felt very, like, you know, uh, cliche spy stuff. Like, oh, it was the pen with, the, that's actually, like, a syringe. You can, like, you know, stab your, you know, stab the guy, you know, or you can put a, a bomb in the plant. And, was, you know, or there's there's the card game, you know, with the high-stakes high card games. Like, I mean, they're a lot of the same, like, tropes, but they didn't feel like it was a parody. And it didn't really feel like it was an homage. It just felt like it was just reusing the tropes or other spy things. <laughs> it's a very thin line between homage and copy. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I I didn't enjoy it. Okay. I, I was like happy to be done with the first mission, and I could <laughs> my obligations were completed. Uh, Justin, what did you think? Uh, I think I'm actually really on board with Steve's uh, review here. I I was really excited at the idea, you know, because I think it would be cool to like, oh, it's you know, it's kind of like an interactive podcast sort of thing going on. It's like this whole drama and like the idea of a game that's all audio. Justin, I just want to ask you. In this interview, in this particular review, do you want to be bold or secret? <laughs> bold. Bold. Okay. It won't affect the outcome of your interview at all. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I was, I was super excited. Maybe my expectations were too high, but when I played it, you know, what little graphics there are aren't very good. And some of them aren't even Retina, which is sort of like a really big faux pas. Yeah, a lot of the same just weird fit and finish things. Like you'll t- if you use the buttons to interact with it, then... When you tap the button, it changes color, but then also changes inexplicably the font. Um, and it's really, like, jarring, like, graphical glitch. Does it change to bold? <laughs> it does, actually. Um, and, like, you know, for a game that is entirely based on, like, this interactive audio thing, I just feel like they didn't do a very good job of actually implementing the audio. Like, it feels like a bunch of audio clips that get strung together. Because I think it is a bunch of audio clips that get <laughs> thrown so. together. Yeah, I think it I'm is. Like you know, if your entire game is based on audio, wouldn't it like be a good investment to actually write your own like audio engine so you can blend these things together smoothly? You don't have these jerky transitions between scenes and like you know when it's waiting for you to answer, it kind of does like the it, it like replaces the audio of whatever's happening with like the Jeopardy music like do do. <laughs> like, but it's not like that. It has like a little clock. Yeah, to it, it has time. a little loop, and it completely yeah. takes you out of the scene. It's yeah. like can you not just like keep playing like the crowd noise in the background yeah, of the art yeah. show or keep playing the casino noise in the background or like as much care and love goes into making the graphics look good in a normal game that level of effort should have gone into the audio and it just didn't and so i had a hard time really enjoying the game yeah i, th- I think it's kind of the same for me i mean i was i'm was really excited about the premise and particularly because as we talked about in device six my main disappointment with device six 
was that I was expecting James Bond from the from the soundtrack and everything. And this does actually do that as far as, you know, what the what the story setup is. You are a secret agent. And there are some things I think it actually does pretty well. So like one of the things when it starts, it asks you if you're you know, it, it plays on the sort of romantic interlude thing from James Bond and asks you outright, are you interested in men or women? You know, which is not just giving you an option as a female or male player, but also if you're gay or straight, which I thought was cool. Very well done, Agent. Perhaps you should compound your win with a flirtatious joke to a tablemate. There's the German player to your left, Lizette Schaefer. If you prefer to flirt with a gentleman, Mr. Armano Tomassi is the Italian to your right. Will it be lady or gentleman? And yes, all, to all the things you guys have said about the graphics, um, I was able to dismiss that because that was, for the most part, when I was playing the game, I would only look at the screen when I had to. So I was just trying to get the immersive experience and just kind of listening for the prompts and just speaking the prompts. I I didn't muck around with the different endings enough to predict whether my decisions affected the outcome. Um, so it sounds like Steve, you did. Or? Yeah, I, I played. I did the I did the prologue a couple of versions, and I looked online too. Like, is it my is it just, is it just the prologue that's like this? And apparently, they're all like this. Okay, okay. Uh, so um, and yeah, and I think you could even forgive a lot of that stuff if if the acting was really good and the, the writing was really good. Unfortunately, like you say. The story is very generic and um, predictable and all that kind of stuff. There are a few highlights, voice acting-wise. I'm not sure, actually, who does the, the main bad guy, but he is really good. He's clearly done it before. I think Darwin said it best. Nothing is easier than to admit in words the truth of the universal struggle for life. Or more difficult, at least I have found it so, than constantly to bear this conclusion in mind. He was the greatest observer of nature. I believe that if we were to examine every attack of the white-tipped shark, we would find human provocation in each and every instance. What would you do? How would you react? A lot of the other guys there and girls, you know, maybe don't have a lot of experience. Um, so, I, I mean, I think the thing is, I, I really like the concept here, and I could see another take on the same concept being really awesome. And I, I hope that, you know, either they figure that out or somebody else figures it out. Because I think that could be a lot of fun. You know, if you're actually, if you have the fluid interactions, it's not stopping and it's an engaging storyline. I could see, like, I, I kind of suspect that if we liked the storyline, we would have forgiven all the other stuff. You know, like if you really felt like, oh, I, I got to find out what happens or, you know, yeah, no, the acting was really good. You'd be like, oh, okay, whatever. The graphics aren't great, but no big deal. Um, so hopefully somebody will continue to pursue it. We should just say that the the Kickstarter total amount that they raised they were aim- asking for eleven thousand, and it ended up being 13 or something which probably seems, is barely enough to actually get the, yeah yeah, 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 yeah it's pretty seems impressive really, for a game really so ridiculous. so uh, you know maybe maybe this is sort of like an, a, a prototype kind of approach you know because you have to think how much are they paying the voice actors alone you know how much is left over to actually write the software i mean you know maybe just the one guy is doing <laughs> all of it um but you know i, I give them add a couple points just for effort on that um but yeah, I mean, it, it's hard to recommend unless you you just. I guess the one thing is, if you want to play a different kind of game, just sort of as a little experiment, you can play the the first episode for free or the first episode. Yeah, first section for free. It does the prologue, and then yeah. there's the first episode. There's the prologue and the art show that you can play, for and free. you don't have to pay anything for the first one. So if you just want to try it out, yeah. it's a free download. There's no reason not to try it yeah. if you're interested. I mean, a lot of the reviews seem to like. Some, some people in the reviews commented how they really, they really like loved radio serial radio dramas, yeah. and this kind of brought that back for them. And perhaps if I had, 
you know, listened to serial radio dramas <laughs> in the past, I might have... You didn't grow up in the 40s? Yeah. <laughs> well, um, one of the things they mentioned on the Kickstarter page was um, they were sort of inspired by Douglas Adams, because there was the whole Hitchhiker's Guide radio show. Uh, I didn't I, know that existed. Yeah, and I've listened to a bunch of it. And actually, it's really good. Really? It's really entertaining. And it's just as, like, weird and surreal and that sort of, like... Uh, non sequitur comedy that Hitchhiker's Guide is, but it's a radio show and it actually really works. There was a, yeah, I, I remember my, my parents watched a, I think a BBC TV show for Hitchhiker's Guide. I was way too mm-hmm. young to understand what in the world was going yeah. on. He's done Hitchhiker's Guide in like every possible yeah. medium now. I think like a comic book, is there a comic? I'm sure there's a comic book. There must be. Yeah, yeah there has to be. Right. Yeah. I forgot to ask you this. Did you try playing with headphones? I didn't, but it occurs to me now. Could you have played entirely through the headphones? Uh, I, I did. Just, like, I did. In your pocket. Oh, did yeah, it work? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think there was anything. By the way, there was one weird thing when you when you sometimes I would like. There was one time where the game crashed. I mean, it came back in, so it was like fast forwarding using the little scrubber bar. Mm-hmm. But if I pulled too far forward, it said um, time. What is it? Time adjustment is not enabled because voice assistance is turned off or something like that. I could not what? figure out what was going on. What? I don't, was this an alert from iOS? Or from no, no, no. Well, I mean, or? I can't tell. It was just a standard oh, alert, but yeah. I, I, I don't know if you guys ran into it. I, I thought it was... I don't know if there's some other mode in the game I don't know about, or like... If, did, you see, did you never try to drag the scrubber at the mm-hmm. bottom? Okay. So, so, so since you did this all through the headphones, I, I, I'm curious. Um, like when I, I did it starting with headphones and then quickly decided just to... Just to um, Tap on the screen. I, me too. I, was, I like. What else am I going to do? Like I'm. I, you know. I, I tried to do that. Start it, something. It didn't work for me. By the this, way, this oh, recognition right. is so slow. I feel yeah. like it took that's ages. the other problem. Yeah. Like, yeah. And but the thing that like I found that got really annoying uh, as the game progressed is he'll be like, you know, you could you know be charismatic and you know buy offer to buy them a drink, or you could be bold and insult their you know you know I don't know like glasses or something. <laughs> <laughs> It was. The classic, classic insult. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, arch villain, four eyes. <laughs> but uh, but they would say that, and then they would say, "Do you want to be, you know, charismatic or bold?" So you hear this charismatic and bold like, you know, twice. Yeah. And then on the screen it says charismatic and bold. I'm like, dear God, like I know, like. No, well, I think but I wonder if yeah. it makes more sense if you're doing it just with the headphones because then yeah. you don't already see it on the screen too, and you're not like basically seeing it, you know, a total of like three times over. Yeah, I think I think the only. Th- Yes, I think I didn't look at the screen, and I would just answer through the prompts. So it, was, so it wasn't it wasn't annoying that they repeated the like you know. I didn't look at the screen. Yeah, so the only prompt I was getting was from the well because, sound. because before they said you want to be charismatic and do this thing or bold and do this thing, and then they then they repeat you want to be charismatic or bold. Well, I think that's just because some of it might be a little too subtle um, for some for some people, you know, yeah. and I. I feel like I got, I got in the rhythm quickly, and I I knew what the options were. I didn't need them to be repeated. I, yeah, I was going to say, you know, well, maybe it's maybe it's because they're targeting a younger audience. But then at the same time, I'm playing through my head. It's like there were discussions about threesomes and like yeah, like yeah, all kinds not, of yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, charismatic meant like you know finding somebody at the bar and like going to bed with them, which was kind of a weird. Mm-hmm. Did you guys get that scenario? Like because it gives you an option to, to climb the building, or you can. But you like, got farther in the game than I did then because I I did only play the first two. Uh, and this was in the second one. This was when you're penetrating, when you're going to the... Uh, yeah, I played the, the prologue and then the one that comes with it. I, oh, I oh, okay, okay. All right. So I did, I did yeah. the other one where you're going down to the waterfront. Mm, okay. And you're actually going in. So they give you an option. Do you want to do athletic climb of the building? <laughs> Which seems like uh, athletic is sort of an understatement in that point. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I just love the athletic ones that they have. They're like, athletic, do you want to like Dance. hand them or <laughs> hand them something or just say something? Like, <laughs> well, I just... <laughs> I just <laughs> athletics are very flexible, sir. <laughs> 
Well, I was just thinking it's like <laughs> well, you, so previously earlier on when you're in the ballroom. I, I did, so the one thing I didn't say that I, did, I thought was actually pretty good was the sound design. So like when they had the ambient sound, like well, it was that was cool. I, I was pretty convinced that it was I was actually there like in the ballroom. You're inside the Grand Plaza Hotel next to an archway. Beyond that is an art gala displaying the work of installation artist Pananica. If you ask me, she does what she does because she likes to pull the wool over the eyes of the wealthy patrons. She's an elite artist, but with humble roots and an apparent past connection to the graffiti artists. But, but it was funny because sometimes they'll say, like, do you want the athletic option, like, dance or something, you know, mm-hmm. with the... I was like, okay, that's my frame of reference for what athletic is. And then they're like, would you like to go in through the front door or scale up the side of the 20-foot, <laughs> the 20-story building? It's like, I think I'll just walk in. That's okay with you. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, there were some weird, like, a- athletic, there was definitely some that wasn't even involving physical action. So I guess they just had a catalog of words. Yeah, so. I think they like they probably because of speech recognition can only like recognize the eight different words that they picked. They have to mm-hmm. shove, shove everything into those categories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> drinking water is technically spending energy. So <laughs> athletic. <laughs> uh, yeah, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, no, but I should I actually should have mentioned more the the sound design, n- not just the ambient sound, but the like when they like when you get the poison. Like how they like messed with that. You messed with your your auditory senses a bit mm-hmm. with that. And that was kind of cool. Yeah. I, I was pretty yeah. convinced by that. Um, and there were there were some funny moments in the dialogue. It's just this this, actually, this would have been so much funnier, and I would have like forgiven a lot more of it. It just had a lot more personality. Or, or they could have even like, been self aware about it. Like well, yeah. it could have been like Austin Powers, you know? Well, yeah, like Austin Powers or Archer or Archer would have like, been awesome. Man, half of these voices, I'm like, are these characters from Archer? <laughs> <laughs> like, so actually, they may have been similar. Yeah, exactly. And I was just like, oh, and and I know that they may not have been able to do it for like technical reasons. It would have been pretty cool if your character actually had a voice, you know. Well, but then, yeah, I think that was actually an explicit decision to deal with the whole gender thing. So right, right. Yeah. that's why that's why I think they probably yeah. didn't do it. But it's a shame. It would have been nice if they would have recorded like they could have gotten two characters. But I mean, that's more money like for voice actors, you know, and more logic in the programming. But they could have just re- recorded. But do you think that would have been actually been better? Because I was, I think the thing they're trying to get you to do, there may have not been enough kind of bits put together to make this work well. Yeah. But I think they're trying to make it feel like you, Justin Voss, are the person, yeah, yeah. you know, and if they don't, it's the old Nintendo trick where it's like, yeah. choose but, a name. But, yeah, but you have... never talks. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I don't know. I just think that the, the, the amount of interactivity is so coarse. Yeah. Yeah, that's know? true. Yeah. That I think that I would have, it, it, I didn't feel like I was an actual participant in the story. You know, I felt like I was pushing buttons on a screen. Which you which were. I, which I was. But, like, you know, in a really good game, you kind of forget that you're pushing buttons and you sort of feel like you are the character. In this case, right. I didn't feel like I was the character. Right, right, right. And right. I think it would have been better to just, like, embrace that and be like, no, you're not the character. Like, here's this character. Yeah. It, like, I think Uncharted does a good job of that. Where, like, the main character is a character. Like, yeah. in his own right, which is cool. And I, I think even, even if they kept the story, like, sort of as it was, and at least you, like, could have, like... You know, quickly died or something, and then you had to go, crap, what do I have to do to go try and get through here? Like, yeah. I don't, that if there were like, dead end options. Yeah, yeah. and then you could explore you, different options, but like, I kind of did read back and re- redid part of the, the beginning, but then I didn't really want to go back and redo other parts. So I'm like, well, it's just so slow to get through this thing anyway, and it's not going to get me anywhere different, you know? But like, if I felt like I was like, also, I might have been more engaged. Like, I, so there's points, part, part of the time when it was kind of like not very interesting at the, I like at the ballroom thing. I was just like waiting for them to finish talking so I could continue. <laughs> and like, well, that's what, that's what I'm saying. And, and it's scroll with Yeah, it. but if I was like actually like worried about my decisions actually like, you know, having an effect, then I would have perhaps been more engaged, you know? And I kind of thought there would be. I'm so, and that's why I'm kind of surprised to hear that that was not the case. Because I feel like in a real chooser in adventure book, that really happens. Like there, there are yeah. ways. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, you decided to do this, and you were killed. Yeah, you're so. like, oh, flip, 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 flip. <laughs> Ten second rule. <laughs> 
I do remember. It's funny. It's funny. The the thing we talked about with the the from Ender's Game, the sort of light speed, you know, age different, whatever mm-hmm. it is, the, the time dilation thing. Yeah. The, the very first Choose Your Own Adventure book that I remember reading, I don't even remember the name of it, but it was basically you're a 12-year-old or something like that who gets on a rocket ship and you're like choosing, it's a Choose Your Own Adventure to try to get to Mars and come back. And I do remember that was the first time I encountered that concept of time dilation where it's like, oh, you came back. Everybody you know is dead. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Great. <laughs> it was actually pretty hard to get through that one because there was there was all sorts of weird stuff like you know you could crash on the planet or you could like come back and you you succeeded but everybody knows dead so that's kind of like uh okay you definitely had way cooler to your adventure books <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I can dig it up I'll put it in the show notes because it, it actually st- stood out I mean one it's pretty impressive that they can convey that concept so effectively at that age um, but two the fact that you are you know. They have like a choose your adventure space book. I mean, that's, I, yeah. I, I thought that was, I, I don't even remember what the ones that I read were, but they were, none of them were terribly like memorable. <laughs> Obviously. Like, <laughs> well, I remember doing them and like, that's a very self satisfying <laughs> sentence. <laughs> Are you, but, but they, at your class, they had, yeah, yeah, that, yeah they did. I, I figured that was pulling from some that you, I definitely done as a kid, but like I, I didn't really like him a lot as a kid because like I thought the stories were overall like not terribly interesting and engaging, and I mean they were at least at least my choices mattered, and so I could die, and I actually did feel compelled to go back and try like you know try and win, you know, but I felt like I mean it may be some of the same constraints like you have to devote so much like in those books you have to devote so much. Um, so many of the pages to all these alternate storylines that each individual story, like path from the beginning to the end, yeah. isn't very long. And so you can't be very deep and the characters can't be very developed and stuff. Um, and even in that case, it's just the writer doing it. In this case, they actually have to have people recording. Yeah, so yeah. I think it would be even, you know, way more difficult for them to do that here. At least it would cost more than 11000 or $13,000 to record all the different, the different yeah. paths. You know, they basically, you know, at any point you can take, you know, multi, you know, Two different paths, but you always end up at the same place at the end, you know, yeah. at, a, at any sort of dialogue segment. Yeah. So maybe, I mean, maybe ultimately it was just a budgetary constraint thing yeah. for all this stuff. You know, it was ten grand it had to be. Like, yeah. I mean, we're assuming that's the whole budget. It may not have been the whole budget. Like they may have gotten True. a match from yeah. some organization or something. But, but still, even twenty is pretty low, I think, for a game. Like yeah. For, or like a full fledged game. Yeah. yeah. But, but so, would you agree that you think that? done better this is an interesting concept oh yeah totally like i think this is another one of those really cool experiments you know yeah. like device six and, and even gone home i think were really interesting experiments you know and some of them did better than others <laughs> <laughs> but uh no i think this could be i think done well this could be really cool i just don't think that this one is done terribly well you agree uh, absolutely yeah I was, I was really excited about the concept you know as well you know like, also because i kind of wish it was a little bit more like you said uh, sort of the spy element in device six even though i really enjoyed device six a lot uh, a very similar like intro music in yeah, both cases. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and in some ways I, I ended up wishing I could have like at least read this version, kind of like device six instead of listened to it. No. Which I know kind of defeats the entire like premise of it, but at least I kinda of got caught a little faster because I could have like skimmed through. <laughs> um but yeah, I think there's definitely, you know I kinda of wish it was like an action RPG uh with dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> but other otherwise the same. Otherwise the same. <laughs> Actually, that'd be kind of awesome. James Bond with the... Uh, anyway, sorry. What, yes. what was the game idea that you joked about when we were talking about Game Dev Tycoon? And you said it, and then we were like, actually, that sounds awesome. <laughs> uh, what, well, I had I mean, I had the vampire musical R- action RPG. 
Is that the one? But, but you had said, no, you no, told no. me that it was from Sarah Marshall. It was like a Wild West RPG. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Actually, that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> no, but then we figured out that that was Red Dead Redemption. It kind of is, yeah. But there was there was some, like, it was, I just had but a weird the, assortment the, the of... Vamp, the Vampire Musical is totally from Forgetting Sarah I didn't, Marshall. Yeah, I didn't know that. I, I had such a weird, like, default set that they gave me. I had literally <laughs> cowboys and vampires and musical and then rhythm... Because somehow those were different in 1980. So I had those four things to work with. It was the most ridiculous thing. They're like, this is a horrible game. It's like, well, what do you expect? How am I supposed to make cowboy rhythm game? It's like, on like Atari 2600. Awesome. Could be awesome. It could be great. Actually, it's basically like Harmonica yeah, Hero. Maybe like line dancing, but with connection. <laughs> harmonica Hero. Wait, this is Harmonica Hero? No, there's not. Oh, okay. <laughs> there could be. That would be your Western music game. Because I have seen uh, Harmonica for Dummies on your bookshelf. You know. I need, to, I need to actually So you could time. be the harmonica hero. I could, I could be. I could be. That should be the episode title, harmonica hero. <laughs> so now we have like harmonica for dummies in the show notes now. I'll just oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, man. You can just, we can abuse that pretty badly. Yes. <laughs> I need to start mentioning things. I'll just start bringing it and I'll just like play little, little riffs. That'd be awesome. Yeah, actually, in no, between the different... I can't do that. I can't oh, play anything. Okay. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> you get sick of hearing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star like, over and over. However, you would read Harmonica for Demis, <laughs> then I would actually be able to play it. I know. I could just and go out and we find could review it for the show. That's true. And then <laughs> it would be the most ridiculous review ever. <laughs> I feel like an April Fool's review. <laughs> All right. If you have any feedback, you can email us at feedback at lowearthorbit.fm. You can also find us on Twitter at lowearthshow. And uh, if you get a minute, please go into iTunes and give us a rating and review. Uh, each one of those really helps people find us and track us down, and then we get to do more fun things. So see you next time. Uh, okay. Are we ready? Yeah. Are you ready? Ready? Actually. Not quite. You're going to sneeze. I'm going to sneeze, <laughs> but no, my sneeze has died. <laughs> Do I need to do I need to pull the room divider between yes. us? <laughs> Leave Quick, hand me the foam, Justin. <laughs> All right, you can continue now. Okay. <laughs> the emergency foam it should be like a pole thing. It comes down from the ceiling. Uh, say f- review, maybe. I, I tend not say review. I don't know what sounds better. This week on lower th- no. <laughs> <laughs> Ha ha! (laughs) (laughs) What was it? You have to tell me what made you laugh now. (laughs) You stopped yourself after like two syllables. I I I could, yeah. I wasn't getting the sickness out of it. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) see you later. (laughs) Well done, agent.